running on this Monday, September 6th, and it is Labor Day. So happy Labor Day to everyone. I'm sure everyone has been busy with cookouts, barbecues. Um, I know Charlton's having Old Home Day, which is a, a big thing for a lot of different towns. So that's kind of cool. And then, you know, other people just kind of relaxing, chilling, uh, maybe trying to get their tummies in order after they've eaten quite a bit all weekend long. We hope that you were all enjoyed yourselves, but did everything in moderation because, you know, you don't know, you don't want to play catch up first thing on a Monday, especially when it's still that holiday weekend. And of course, it's the official kickoff to like the last kind of weekend of the summer for kids because they've already started back at school. And so Tuesday will begin their official, uh, you know, I think their official kickoff uh, of, of, of full weeks coming uh, on board. So what are you up to? But good morning. This is Carol, so AKA Naughty Boss live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. Um, great weekend indeed. We had some rain yesterday, but um, nice visit with our brother and he made me, as I was showing my sister, some, some lovely paper flowers. And I just, I said to him, I said, Fran, I just want to belt out paper roses, but they are absolutely beautiful. So I'm just thrilled to have them in the background. Um, you know, it was just a great weekend. Of course, ran into uh, Ralph, our cousin Ralph and his wife, Anne Marie, um, just a great weekend. So nice to hang out. So Labor Day 2021. Now <laughs> we are getting into, um, we are very close to the first anniversary um, of our um, dad's passing. And of course, a lot of memories have been uh, coming up on Facebook um, of that time last year when, um, all my siblings, especially out of state were flying in and out. And it, I think, um, when I look back on this past year, and I mentioned this to somebody the other day, I can look back at it and say, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but woe is me, or I can look at this and say, you know, what have we, what has transpired? What have we learned? And what are the, what have been the progressions and how can we have um, gratitude for everything that has happened or transpired? And <laughs> as hard as that is, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy, of course, not for any of my siblings, because um, it's kind of hard to believe that daddy has not been on this earth for almost a year. And just in my perspective, I think that he would, he would definitely want us to think of all the progressions and things, the good things that have happened. And, you know, what can we learn from that? So what, what in your opinion, Casu, have we learned? Well, you know, one thing that I am, I am grateful for is I look at the, uh, the dynamics, really, of where we are in our world, daddy's con contribution to that world, and would, in some ways, it's a blessing that he's not seeing what's going on in our country, because that would be very upsetting to him. Uh, he was a veteran. He fought. Uh, he loved our country. 
He loved uh, that he was a first generation Italian, um, you know, born here, uh, worked very hard all his life uh, to provide for his family, uh, but to also uh, serve others. And even though when he left service, he continued to serve within the Knights of Columbus, he served within his church, his community, um, as well as uh, from a pol political perspective. So I think for me, first and foremost, I don't have to witness or any of us have to witness his reaction to what's going on. And I think that is a blessing because this, this would break his heart. Uh, also, you know, even just coming up on, you know, he would, you know, as, as news keeps coming on and there's some breaking news that I'll, I'll share momentarily, you know, I, I look at other families that lost their loved, one, loved ones uh, to uh, either comorbidities, you know, related to one thing, but were diagnosed with something else. The families that sadly could not visit their, their loved ones in the hospital or the nursing home. And I remember that short period of time where dad had to go in uh, to get some, some tests done with his heart, which we knew, uh, you know, his heart was failing. He was suffering from uh, congestive heart failure for many, many years. And it's a miracle. You know, he lived such a happy-go-lucky life all his life. He was just that even keel. He was the, uh, I always say mom, mommy was the storm and he was just like, you know, the, the, the lagoon, just fl the flowing. Uh, he would have his moments, maybe a little waterfall over here and there, but for the most part, he was, he was the, the lazy river, the lagoon, just, you know, he had that spirit about him. But, you know, when I look back to those poor families, the blessing um, of us being able to be with him during his passing, well, during up even to that point, was uh, he was a very stickler, he did not want people visiting him with masks, and he got some resistance on that from from some of his nieces and nephews, and he and he uh, I think supported that. But he did not. He said, "I want to see your face." You know, my time on the surf, I've served. Uh, he welcomed uh, that he was going to be received into the Lord, um, and I and he was blessed that he wasn't stuck. We kind of broke him out of the hospital just in time. He still had a few good, good, good weeks. Um, and even all the way up to the day, the morning of his passing, uh, everything was a blessing. Uh, the last 24 hours for me personally was was hard. I would think the one thing that I've struggled with um, that I did not, and I, I've just started to talk about it more openly, is uh, having the decision on my shoulders of, uh, you know, giving him his medication, uh, you know, I apologize, there's a plane going by, if that's loud, it's, it'll be going by very shortly. Um, but, you know, when you, when you have a loved one that is, you know, in that stage of getting ready to pass and, or you want to make them comfortable, we know that. We know that there is medication that, that can ease that anxiety because not only are they going through some physical stuff, there's also mental things that a patient that is entering into that kind of that next phase they go through a lot of anxiety. So obviously you wanna keep them comfortable, you wanna keep them calm. And for the longest time, like I had no problem doing it and, and I'm uh, grateful that I did do it, but I, I was not prepared uh, for the guilt that came with that. And that's some, something that I'm still working with because you know you're the one that's giving him this medication and the, the more you increase it, which of course we had to, we were under doctor's orders and, and hospice care, you know what that kind of means. You know what you're 
doing and uh, mentally I did, but I wasn't prepared for the aftermath, which has continued. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at that, that I took on that responsibility, which was, was hard. And the aftermath of that was even harder because I know from a logical standpoint, it was the, the correct thing to do. I know from a logical standpoint, uh, it was helping our dad, um, but I wasn't prepared for the mental aftermath. So when I look at that part and I've watched the transformation of me kind of accepting that, and I do believe that dad has guided me throughout this whole year with that responsibility in the aftermath of the responsibility, because there is some, uh, you know, you, you learn more and more about yourself. And I, again, go back to that that was still a blessing because I had the opportunity uh, to not see our dad in a hospital. We as a group, as, a, as his children, were able to assist him into that next afterlife. Uh, not many, sadly, not many over the last year and a half have a year and a half have had that same privilege and it is a privilege you know it's a privilege to to see a child be born uh it's a miracle but death is also a miracle uh it's also a privilege um to know that you are supporting that person in their next phase of their journey because we as christians believe that you know there's a, there's another life after there and you know we had received some really cool cool uh, uh messages after he passed, you know, hours after he passed, that still hold true to my heart and that have eased that. So I think, you know, what I look for, which I think our dad looked for always were the little blessings. Uh, don't get caught up too much with the big stuff. The big stuff is always great to celebrate. The big stuff is always great to, uh, you know, come together and, and take on a project, but don't forget the little blessings. And for dad, the little blessings were really memories chatting, watching his children uh, bicker, watching his children, uh, you know, reminisce about their childhoods of who did what. Uh, he also got a big kick out of seeing what annoyed his children and watching his other, part of his siblings annoy other siblings because it just made him chuckle. So, I mean, the, you know, we were blessed. You know, I, again, I go back to these other families that didn't have that same uh, experience and for those, my heart breaks for them. And I think when we share the positive piece to it, we are helping uh, heal other people with their own mourning as well. So I, I, I think, you know, the, the, there, were, there were so many different aspects of where, what transpired after dad died that are still instrumental even as of today. And I don't think we're fully aware of all those gifts and blessings from his passing. Yes, we celebrate his life, uh, you know, all that he was on this earth, but he was bigger than that. Uh, you know, he touched not only our family and his relatives, but, you know, he touched so many in different aspects of whether it was, you know, the church community, whether it was the skating community, uh, you know, our mom's uh, travel business that our, our sister now uh, has taken over since her passing. And so there's so many different aspects that he sprinkles, you know, he sprinkled those, 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 those those poppy little crystals of happiness and goodness uh, to everyone he touched. I absolutely love how you described your, your take on that time that we had for dad. And, and I look at that back too is, okay, those were the two months that were probably the hardest and maybe the saddest, but 
overall the happiness and the joy to see our dad light up when you know one of his children flew in from out of state when his nieces and nephews came to visit him when his cousins came to visit him who were like his nieces and nephews um and as Fran and I were talking last night kind of about this same thing and I said because Fran and I and you obviously were in the room together when daddy passed and I said you know I feel very very blessed I've witnessed really literally have witnessed two miracles this past year the first being as sad as it was to see daddy pass, but the beauty and the glory and the joy in his face, when we literally witnessed him being accepted into the Lord's arms. And then again, most recently, um, my son's progression with his TBI journey. To me, that is a miracle. That is a miracle that I'm witnessing daily because it was such doom and gloom for him. No doubt he's got a long road ahead, but from where they said he would be to where he is, to where he is now, miraculous. So I feel so blessed, so overwhelmed with gratitude and joy in my heart that I have been able to see these, witness and experience these miracles. (laughs) And there's no doubt no doubt that daddy in many ways will always be with us, obviously always forever in our hearts. But like the other day, um, our dad passed away and he would call it his media room <coughs> where his big TV was. He wanted to be in front of his TV. And that's kind of where I get my TV thing from. I, I know that. And I'll often walk, when I walk through there, it, it's almost as if I hear him say, Hi, Jan. And outwardly, out loud, I say, hi, daddy. And this one particular day, I think it was Thursday or Friday last week, and I kind of stopped and I said, daddy, let me know that you're here. I don't know why I said that. I just said it. And I just paused for a moment. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, his sound bar went bloop. And I'm like, whoa, way to go, Pops. And I just kept walking. So, you know, there are blessings all around us. And we we work through those experiences and we work we work through our feelings on what has transpired, what transpired, what has transpired, and maybe what will be. We don't know what will be because that is in the future, but we hold those memories close and safeguard them because <laughs> you know and I don't want to say that's all that we have we have so much more than what we think we do <laughs> we do and I uh, every every Saturday at the moment he passed I had set my alarm so every Saturday you know, it's precisely the uh, moment he passed, you know, it just, my phone gives me that, uh, that alarm. And it just like, Hey dad, how you doing? And, uh, you know, I'll have a conversation with him and it just, uh, 
you know, I, I, I think I'll probably keep it for, forever that way. It's just something that uh, makes me pause at that moment. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I get into like this, you know, tremendous sad state. It's more of, you know, how are you mom doing, you know? And the interesting thing that our cousin brought out was, and I don't know if there's an exact terminology about it, but they equate uh, time on earth versus time in heaven. And it was interesting to see that the time on earth is much slower than the conversion of time in heaven. There's some sort of mathematical thing that uh, our cousin figured out through some sort of reading or whatever. And um, literally, so, you know, that kind of weighs on my mind. Like we, we, we move much slower than uh, earthly time, much slower than uh, heaven time per se. So I kind of, that kind of always pops into my head as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, dad would want us to uh, pursue, which we, we have been, uh, he absolutely loved our podcast. He loved that, you know, we were collaborating, but he also loved the fact that we were carrying on the tradition of going after worthy causes and speaking up that for those that don't have a voice or for injustices. And I think part of our podcast has kind of come into, you know, because when we think about, we talk about health and wellness every day with all of our customers, our clients, our viewers, our audience, we really have gotten a clearer picture of how much what is going on in our world impacts our health and wellness, our mindset, our stress levels. And these are all things that are intricate to the way our beautiful machine of a body works to protect itself, its immune system, uh, all of those things incorporated together. And I think dad would be would would say we were on the right track with that because we do a lot of times I'll get, you know, a message from a viewer or somebody, you know, that I know, you know, oh, you you chatted about that. And I cannot believe that somehow you you really intertwine that with health and wellness. And I would have never thought it that way. And I think that's part of our message is there are forces outside that we are not in control if we talk about that we are never in control you're only in control of how you act how you behave and how you react so you, you those are the only things that we really truly in life control uh, as well as like when i say action being kind you can you have the choice there's always two sides be kind be rude uh be tolerant uh you know be impatient so there, there's always those two things going on and it's kind of like a battle within but all those different things impact our health our wellness and our mindset because it really is going to depict what kind of day we're going to have are we going to get sidetracked but it also gives us the energy to be able to help others that might not see it that way and or if it has to do with a particular cause that when you take on a worthy cause of action, it also helps your health and wellness because you have purpose, right? You, you realize that you're, you're helping someone else that maybe cannot help themselves. And I think that's also been one of the biggest joys that we've received uh, throughout this year is I think we're more driven uh, and passionate about helping other people uh, just like our parents were. Yes, and, and absolutely. And, you know, a side note to that is um, I, I am just overwhelmed with gratitude. And I want to thank everyone, like really everyone for your continued um, messages, um, you know, checking in to see how Ryan is doing. And 
obviously very overwhelmed with um, his friends set up a GoFundMe page for him. Um, and he is almost, um, that goal is of 25,000. I think it's about 13, $1,400 away from that goal. And I am, as a parent, um, I just want to thank all of you so much. I think there was like over 430 um, donations, every donation. I am just so grateful, you know, that Ryan does not have to worry about how is he going to pay his rent? How is he going to pay his bills? I just can't thank you enough. So I wanted to make sure that I voiced um, that I wanted to thank all of you so much. I'm just overwhelmed as a parent with such overwhelming gratitude in my heart. And I thank all of you. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So that goes to show you that there, there is kindness there is kindness everywhere. And for every action, there is a reaction. And I know for Ryan that he's always been a giver. And for him to be on the receiving end is a is very foreign to him. And he said to me uh, in a text message, Mama, uh, I'm dumbfounded. And I reminded him of the time when I was pregnant with him. I don't know if, I don't know if I even ever, I'm sure I told you this at one point, but long story short, I had the opportunity when I was working in Harford to meet Bishop Desmond Tutu. And he blessed Ryan. And I said to Ryan, you're, you're destined for great things and your progression of where you are with this injury is miraculous. So you still have miraculous things to do. And, and this is gonna help ease your worries. And just thank you. Thank you. Right, and that's, you know, you, you do when you have this serious injury and the medical bills are piling up, you know, that weighs on you. So, you know, in that way, in that regard, that's a good thing that, you know, he's, he's, he's receiving all that help. And of course, if you want to contribute, we, uh, Jan's got a link on her page and uh, I'll also repost the, the link on my page as well. Um, because it, it, you know, in a time in our lives where there is little ways that people feel like they can help other people because, you know, maybe they're living their own fear themselves. They're not getting out as much, you know, the, what, what, what's the driving force of what's going on in our country is fearful. Um, giving is one of those things. It's the greatest, uh, human emotion is, is gratitude. And if you can be grateful enough and it, it doesn't matter the amount, whether it's $10, $20, whatever it may be, um, it all goes to, um, helping Ryan with his medical bills. So we, we, uh, you know, appreciate everyone. And it really goes to show you the heart of giving what, what, you know, what, what you think is a click of a button and how it impacts somebody else. You know, there's so much to, to be said about today's holiday, what, where we are in our worlds, you know, what we see, what we feel, uh, a lot of emotions. And I guess the only way I'm dealing with today, because I've got, I've got a lot of emotions of things that are going on, 
um, the breaking news that I was going to share with you or am going to share with you is, you know, a college in Massachusetts has just just now implemented um, if you were going to attend their games, they want proof of your vaccination. And, you know, when I when I talk to people about it, uh, I'm going to give you another example of something that that really that happened in correlation with that of where we are in the world, you know, respect of, of privacy, um, especially where there, our health and wellness is concerned. That is our right, you know, our, our health is private to, to us and or we choose to share it with, but also with our doctors and nurses. So kudos out to uh, all the medical staff. But I was at a cookout yesterday, a, a birthday party slash cookout pool party. And I, a woman, and I entered this party, did not know anyone, the few people that I did know didn't come to a little bit later and I walked in and uh, the woman you know was was chatting and you know I introduced myself and she immediately said to me uh, you know where are you from blah, blah 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 are you vaccinated and I just kindly smiled and I said you know I kind of had this puzzled look and she says well I I, I have to know are you va vaccinated and she had a, she had a mask on at the moment and and we were indoor in uh, open concept home. And I said, that's, that's a personal question. You know, it's very polite. I just said, that's, that's a personal question. So she proceeded to say, well, I'm a, I'm a chiropractor. And I said, y your point, um, I have patients that I'm serving. I'm like, okay. So then she like literally had the mask. Now she's taking the mask. So she said, I need to know, basically she was asking, but was, was, I guess was not prepared for my calmness and or my answer. Should I put the mask on? Should I not put the mask on? So I wanted to make her feel at ease. And I said, you're more than welcome to wear the, the mask if you choose to wear the mask. That's your, your, your choice. But I need to know. And I just, I just smiled at her. And, you know, what I saw there was you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm at a friend's home, so I'm not going to, I would, would never get into any kind of deep discussion with, with someone, you know, I, I was very polite. And, um, but what I noticed was not only, I wasn't sure if it was, or was there, it didn't, it didn't appear to me, in my opinion, that it was fear, real fear for her. It was more of, I want to know whether you have it or not. And I'm making a statement. And I thought, that's kind of a bad way to start to meet somebody, number one. You're in someone's private home. Come to turn out, uh, the uh, owner of the home, who is my friend, didn't even really know her. She's a brand new neighbor. And they just, and she goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I said, no, don't apologize. I mean, you know, and funny thing is, as the day went on, and it, the mask wasn't even on anymore. So, and then she was also putting out her business cards. So I go, what is this really all about? Now, could, could I have gotten a little snarky about it? Of course I could have. Naughty boss would have, you know, in the right moment. But you have to pick and choose your battles. And even though like what's going on in Massachusetts where this particular college is now, you know, forcing people to prove that they were vaccinated or not, you know, there are consequences for decisions. We all talk about that. We're not in control of... Uh, what someone else does or what another institution does, but we do have the right to respond in a way that's, that suits us. So all those that were really focused so much on the mask wearing, 
I've come to, and I've always been very vocal about that. It's really not about that. It's about more control of, you know, the word of coercion, uh, comply, conform. And isn't it sad on Labor Day? That was the news that I woke up to. And I thought, wow, what a, you know, it's a great college, great university, loved going to their football games, but I'll never attend again. You know, I, that's not going to change the, the outcome, but you have to make decisions based on what is good for you, for your health, for your wellness, your mindset. And uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of a sad, sad, sad thing to wake up to. Wow. Uh, I briefly saw that. So I'm going to have to really look at that again uh, when I have a moment. But it's so true. Um, and I've often said this myself that, you know, I have no problem if people want to wear masks. And that's what that is the greatness of the, of the United States of America, that we have those freedoms and liberties to choose what is right for us and for our situations. <laughs> I think what is comical in a sense is when you see somebody wearing a mask in their car all by themselves. Again, they're right and privilege. I just think it's comical in the terms of that should be the one place if you are by yourself. I mean, I understand obviously like if you're a healthcare worker, um, you know, maybe you have to drive one of your clients to a doctor's appointment. I get it, but it's mask wearing to me can also be comical, especially, and I've noticed this a lot when I go into the grocery store, somebody's wearing a mask, they're not wearing gloves, they're touching other things that people have touched and their hands are on their mask or they're scratching their neck, whatever. Um, like, does anybody see the irony in that? Like. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought that up because as she was asking me about, you know, whether I was vaccinated or not, you know, she kept putting the mask on and off, up and down. She was grabbing a water bottle, eating, you know, from, you know, the platters of food, putting, you know, she put the mask down, then it was in her pocket. And I thought, you know, if you're, you know, I don't understand the correlation that your chiropractor had anything to do with that. But the point being, if you have any indication that you, you know, or not indication, if you have any uh, input in, in your profession from a medical perspective, uh, there is a lot of data out there that does not support uh, wearing a mask. And even so uh, a biologist uh, that I've, I've come to become friends with and she's given me such great information, uh, you know, her perspective is, is gonna be based on fact and data. And the data, as she said, does not support it. She said, you maybe, and it's minuscule, you'll maybe get 15 minutes of protection because after that, the normal fidgeting and touching, taking off, putting in and cross-contamination, not only that, but your own uh, breathing, uh, the carbon di dioxide, like just all these different things that go into that uh, contaminate the mask itself. So while I, I, you know, I didn't, what, what, for me, it was not an appropriate time to even get into that discussion from her from a data perspective. I just kindly, you know, declined. I never answered. Uh, it was polite, but I could see by my not answering what she wanted me to answer was driving her more crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, 
you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And I, and I don't think that some people know how to, um, to respond to that. You know, I had that one guy a couple months ago. Now he's on the other side of the, it was right before governor Lamont, uh, lowered the mask mandates. Like it was right before and he's on the other side of the, um, the parking lot. We're in the same lane and I'm over here quite a distance. Hey, you got to put your mask on. And I just constantly said, well, I kind of like breathing my own fresh air and not breathing in my carbon dioxide before I get to the entrance. And when I get to the answers of the store, I'll, I'll put it on. You got to put your, and they, and he continued on and I just ignored him. And <laughs> I felt, I felt really bad for that person. Like it, it almost made me sad that this person was that fearful being outside and breathing air and yeah like i prefer to be breathe fresh air i prefer not to breathe in my carbon dioxide um if i have to wear a mask to go into an establishment whatever that may be although i don't like that if i need or want to go into that established establishment well then of course i have to abide by the rules of that establishment but you won't see me wearing a mask alone in my car. You won't see me walking around my little circle with a mask on. That's just not going to happen. Again, I respect everybody's wishes to do what they need to feel, what they feel they should do for themselves. And I think the big issue that comes into play for a lot of people is other people's fears of projecting that their fears and mandating, not actually coming out and mandating, but their fears are mandating how they talk or speak with other people. Hey, like that person that asked you, are you yeah. vaccinated? They're projecting that fear on you. That's what I have a problem with. Right. And I do find, sadly, I do find that aggressive type of question because they don't, you know, and, and, and even like, again, I, I don't know this woman. Um, it wasn't a calm, like, oh, by the way, are you vaccinated? It was like, are you vaccinated? Like in this very um, aggressive, you know, I gotta know now, like I have to know type of type of feeling towards it. And I just remain calm. And I, what I do, what I have noticed more and more is those that are vaccinated and or wear the mask which I guess the argument then you go back to, I thought if you were vaccinated by the propaganda that you know has been put out to, to citizens that they didn't have to. And there's a lot of controversy going back and forth of if you're this, then you're that. But, but, but now even the vaccination is not good enough. Now you have to have a booster. I find that those individuals that have made that rightful choice for themselves and their own body are the ones that are very aggressive when it comes to that topic. They're, they're aggressive to, to some degree to almost out of being out of control. You don't find, I mean, you're gonna find some people that will kind of get into the, the debate and the debate could get heavy at times, but you never see anyone that does not wear and chooses not to wear a mask or that chooses not to get a vaccination. Um, aggressively asking the person if they were or they're not like they just you know we 
there's I to me there's more tolerance because we want our choice to be respected. We respect your choice, and the respect from that aspect is it's not mutual. Um, no, their, their mind their mindset is comply and the good of all. And sadly, I mean it breaks my heart. And I'm, I'm, this is why I'm so grateful that Dad doesn't see this. What is going on is because that mentality. Try speaking to someone who legally became a legal citizen of the United States. I know so many people from Venezuela, from Germany, uh, all different areas that went through traumatic, traumatic experiences with the country that they fled from. They came over to the United States because of what we are as Americans, the, the land of the free and the brave, of opportunity uh, that you can be anything uh, regardless of race, religion, creed, color, whatever it may be, and be successful in whatever your version of success is. And for them to see what is going on in our country, that's when you get a true perspective, uh, perspective of what communism and socialism is all about. And they cringe uh, when they hear the word comply. They cringe when they hear for the good of all. So if, if anything that we can learn that I would suggest from other people is regardless of your choice, be grateful that you have the opportunity to make the choice for yourself, but don't inflict your need to control the next person that you might not know their reasons behind their choices and you just assume there's a line that you shouldn't cross. And sadly, I think those that receive the vaccination, not all, but you will find nine out of 10 of anyone that you run into that doesn't have that same tolerance. Because there's a lot of people that got the vaccination that su support those that don't get the vaccination. They believe in the right of choice, but then there's a, that, that larger segment, and it's a larger segment of those that are pro this, uh, but are very, uh, very, uh, get very antagonized and upset and aggressive over those that made a choice that is different from their choice. And I think that's the sadness of what is going on. And I'm glad that our dad is not witnessing that piece to mm. history. Because it's a sad piece of history. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. And so well said. And on that note, Labor Day 2021, Monday, September 6th, as we go forward today, think of all the wonderful things that you've witnessed this past year. There's miracles everywhere. On that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. I am with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss. We wish you all love of red, white, and blue today. Uh, get out there, always pay it forward. Be kind to others, help those uh, that are in need. And I guarantee you that you will feel that exact moment of the greatest emotion of all for human human beings, which is gratitude. With that, we will see you tomorrow for a Triumph Tuesday. I hope some of you triumphed over this last week. Maybe it was a project. Maybe it was a new health journey. Maybe uh, you got out of your comfort zone, whatever what it is, we want to know about it. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.